we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to another episode of the Sit Down Purely Arsenal podcast. It's breaking Arsenal transfer news. The price of rice. Hi, Kai. And we're yelling timber. And I've got James Johnson with me. How are you doing, James? Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Hello. Again, apologies that I do not have a curtain or a blind. But I am here. They, they might be able to see. They might, yeah. They might be able to see me a bit now because the sun's got a bit more that way. <laughs> yeah, it's very picturesque, you know. It's very picturesque. Oh, I'll tell you, someone's going to screenshot this and post it on Twitter. I'll guarantee you that. But, um, we, look, we said last week we got some stuff where we might have to reevaluate, which is always the fun of transfer windows. But um, we did say last week that we think um, there's going to be a signing within the next week, and we basically called that one. Come up a couple of other things that we might have to look at and reevaluate, but we want to talk for this podcast. We're going to try and talk about Kai Havertz. We're going to talk about Declan Rice and the saga and the the the, the fans are going mental with that one. And um and then um Durian Timber, which I just read that we're looking like we're we're imminently putting in a uh, second bid for Durian Timber, and I think that is the next one. It seems um in the agenda. Well, in fairness, I, I assume. The Declan Rice one was, was the one that we probably wanted to get over the line first, but there was absolutely no chance West Ham were going to allow that, clearly. Um, and the more we go about it, we can see that some of the, the big dopers are coming into play, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But Kai Havertz, it got announced a few days ago that Kai Havertz has basically agreed a fee, in principle, with Chelsea for about 65 million, about 210 grand-ish a week for Kai Havertz to come in. James, you said you had question marks over it last week. You said you could be one round on it. We talk about not getting our first, all this week's been not getting our first choices. We can't not get our first choice again. Now, if Kai Havertz is selected as a nine, he's definitely our first choice. If he's selected as the eight, there's a real big argument that other than maybe Gundogan, this is Mikel Arteta's first choice as well. So it's a signing he really wanted. We didn't sort of, um and are about the fee too much, and it is a big fee. It's our second biggest ever purchase. Just wonder what your overall thoughts are now. You know that it's basically done. I think Gary Driscoll, our, our head of sort of sports medicine, he was pictured. Our team doctor was pictured somewhere in Spain um, on the airport or something. The assumption is his medical will be going on in Spain around this time at the moment. So I just this isn't really here, so I think this is pretty pretty much out there. So I just wonder what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, yeah, I'll just add to that as well that apparently both of them are currently at, you know, uh, sorry, I say both, apparently Timber is uh, in Spain as well. So from from the tweet that I read, someone obviously, <clears throat> sorry, they recognised him, took the picture, spoke to him and he said, oh, it's been a very busy week and then I've had an incredibly busy day. So they were like, ah. That was Gary so Driscoll, was it? Yeah, yeah, they're like, Gary oh, it's more than... Yeah, they're like, oh, it's more than one. Yeah, and um, yeah, some people said that Timber was obviously he's he's currently on holiday or something in Spain as well. Um, like uh, I don't know if um, Havertz is there on holiday or if he's doing. I don't, I don't know. If, I think um, already was on holiday because he just finished the national break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were they had the third place game in the Nations League, right, Germany? That's right. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah but. Um, 
No, for me, like I said, um, I, I need to convince him on it. Um, now that he's here, obviously, I support every single player until for me that they give me reason not to do so. Um, like like you've, we've been going back and forth on WhatsApp away from the main group with the others because we don't want to bore them with these sorts of chats. But um, I, I do agree with uh, what you said to me the other day. And if I can steal your thunder <laughs> here, um, and then you could interject in. Uh, you said to me, James, this is a this is a this is a Mikel choice. So if this does ultimately fail, then it lays on him because he's he's pushed the club to get this done, um, and he he's looked at his qualities. Apparently, he's been a fan of him for some time. Um, he, he did like him before he went to Chelsea, but he was like, "Oh, I can't compete with them at this moment in time to get that signing done." And he's if he's looked at his qualities, Jack, and he's thought to himself, "I can get more production out of you in that left eight than I can Granite Xhaka, who let's you know, let's just say he's arguably had his best ever season for us, just gone." Then more power to him. If that's if that's what he thinks, then I look forward to how it's going to work and how he's going to play for us. But I also look at the reports of you know the likes of your Eddie and your Balogun are very worried now because they're like, oh, if he's a rotational nine option before me as well, that limits my minutes. And for me, I don't mind that from the point of view of. That I'm like, if that kicks Eddie or Balogun, whatever one stays, into gear a bit more, then that's what we want. I I I, I want competition at the club. I, I do want people that have not necessarily, I wouldn't say fear is the right word, but I sometimes think to myself, that you get some people that can have a bad game, but they know regardless of the fact that they've had a bad game, they're under no real threat that they're going to be replaced. So it doesn't, you know, uh, you, you want the consistency of that I'm giving you that level every single, because the guy that's behind me is that, you know, he's on my heels that if I, so yeah, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind if, if you know, Mikhail Arteta, Edu, a lot of them are more qualified to judge a player's abilities and what they think they can and can't do than me that gets up at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to talk about it, don't they? So <laughs> that's a, that's that's the main thing. That's the main yeah. thing. I'm I'm just excited for. I, I think we've you know even on the podcast that we did with Mike and Neil, we all said that like last season, we predominantly want all this done before we fly out there to you'll land in the world and play the Barcelona game. So you're looking, again, jumping the gun, you're looking at potentially, you know, we said last week that we'll have one done per se, but we, we should have two in the door by next week. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what, what the plan is. I think the plan is to get three in the door before the first pre-season game, the ideal plan. You can't always fix that. But it's so refreshing. I think there's so much negativity still, but it's so refreshing to see. Do you remember on the wing, like year in by year, we could never buy till we sold every summer. We always had to wait till the last few weeks. It was always about cleaning the books, and he'd never buy someone until someone had been removed. Now it's the opposite. We're saying, Jacka, you can't go anywhere because we've not 
we've not got the player we want in yet. It's it's a complete role reversal. We're proactive instead of reactive. It's really there's so many positive like positive things come out of this like. Edu Mikel Arteta combination, how much they push on the board. I think they really push on the board. <laughs> yeah, unless you unless you read Twitter, it's really positive. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I understand. <laughs> we'll get to that because there is some question marks, especially when it comes to the big deals. And I think there is a you know a, a few little areas that we should scrutinise. We shouldn't be blind to it. But in terms of this, he clearly really wanted Havertz, and it, the, the reason people were irritated is probably because it's the first deal in, and it's not one that people initially really wanted or even thought of. Um, but he clearly really wants him, and I, I watched some stuff on Havertz this week, just of him playing in Germany, and and I saw some of the articles and videos from like TV Football and the Athletic talking about him being more of an attacking midfielder. And when you watch him in Germany, I mean, that's literally what he is. He's playing deeper, he's building up the play, late runs into the box. He, he's technically very, very good in 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 those areas. Um, I guess in an attacking sense, if we use him as an eight, which is has been the 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 thought process this week, if you read a lot of a lot of stuff this week, that Mikel Arteta is bringing him in to directly replace Xhaka in that position. Obviously, in an attacking sense, I feel like we could we could gain a lot because I feel feel like despite Xhaka having sort of seven goals, seven assists last season, you always felt that it wasn't natural to him and that he was kind of going through a a, a peak moment and it might not necessarily it it, it would hit a ceiling. Whereas with Havertz, you can really see the, the different types of goals that he scores, aerially, how good he is running into the box, things like that that you could really improve. But do you have any concerns, um, you know, defensively? Let's say, for example, what we currently have, we'd have a, and it's going to change, I'm sure, but a party Odegaard Havertz. So let's say we've got Odegaard Havertz. Do you feel like that Odegaard Havertz combination in the 2 8 10 rolls, is it too. Is it too creative and not not combative enough? Do you, do you have any worries about about that? Yeah, I would. I would say from you're not going to get the uh, lung busting, run back and tackle like Granite Shaka did against Newcastle. that got clip shown over and over Perfect and over example, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're you're losing uh, quite a bit of that. But I think, and again, go backing to another Arteta conference where. He says that he needs to get the engine fixed on the car. You know, when he, I think he's looking at potentially his new number six having way more mobility than Party currently had. Not that, not that Party's a complete write-off mobility-wise, but he's not. He's not at the level. I'm sorry if that upsets people, but he's not. And so he's probably going to be asking more running-wise from that player. And then if you look, again, jumping the gun, so I keep saying that, don't I? But if you look at Timber, he's potentially going to be doing what Zinchenko does on that right-hand side. So you've got it on two sides. So then you've potentially, I mean, it could be very dangerous, but you've got both your fullbacks that can tuck into midfield. So maybe it's like as soon as that ball's not going that way for us and it's coming back that way, the adjustment and the two fullbacks coming in to tuck in, they can maybe break that play before it gets to that sort of centre-back type of area. I mean, you're going to be worried about the gaps in behind, but then you've got, you've got the two big boys, haven't you? you know? Yeah, the two uh, elite specimens at the back. Well, you know, Arsene used to say that Toure and Campbell would have battering ram. <laughs> you know, these two ain't far off. Um, Very similar so, profiles. Very so, similar. you know, I, I, I do fancy them two in foot races. Um eight times out of ten nine times out of ten um so yeah maybe maybe he's looked at it and think i can potentially stop 
counterattacks or builds up of play at source with the fullbacks more so than having my midfielders. I, to be fair, I don't know enough about Hazard's. Uh, sorry, Hazard. <laughs> We're not signing him. Uh, Havertz's <laughs> Havertz's defensive qualities are. Uh, because he's been at Chelsea, they've not really, you know, it's it's normally you do what you want up there, mate, because we're just, especially this season, I don't know what, you know, that, that, oh, have we got a plan? set pieces, James. Just, yeah. Just aerially, he's very good. Oh, of so, course. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, six foot, he's six foot four. He's got to be good, surely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, again, it, it's like we say, it's, it throws so many interesting potential things that we can do because, and I go back to, the Wolves game, the last game of the season, one of the Xhaka goals, the header, Gabriel Jesus is so far out, well, he's pretty much in Saka's position. And that's another thing. If you, if you want to, you know, if they're, if they're listening, if you, if you want to rest Saka, which you, you can do, by the way, you don't have to play him every single game, Arsenal in England. <laughs> you can give him oh, a rest. Yes, I, I, know he, I know he's brilliant, but <laughs> you don't have to play him every single game if you don't want to. Um, you, you can say to Jesus, you go out there, and I'm like, if he can whip balls that Granite Xhaka can head, this guy's six foot four, maybe <laughs> he's got to win a few more, isn't he? <laughs> well, maybe that's it. I mean, you talked last week about you love Jesus, but you always find he's in pockets where yeah, he's not sitting in the nine position. Well, this is a perfect player that can play in the eight and feel... Yeah. And fill those gaps. Fill those gaps when Jesus wants to. Because Jay, you can't, you can't stop Jesus naturally doing it. It's a moving part of his game. He loves to drop in deep, get involved, build the play. He's so strong with his back to goal. He's so so strong for such a small guy. And uh, Havertz has a, has a capability to to hold up the ball really well. But he has a better capability of those runs beyond the back line. And Jacka wouldn't. I mean, he he was adapting to it, but it wasn't natural to him to to, to make those runs. You know. Um, whereas Havertz, you feel, would do. But like you said, the legs in behind, the more you start to think about it and process it, the, the if Havertz is at the eight, you definitely need a Rice type at a six who is just a physical specimen, you know, and, and, and just has so... They just so got all, be, be all legs, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, we'll it's, li- that, it's literally, can you twice a week... I don't know, give me 12 to 15 km a game because that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah, it's going to ask a lot of the six. It's going to ask a lot of the six for sure, physically. And um, we'll get on to the rice party stuff. Is it Fee, wages, any concern for you? Not necessarily because I, I always go back to it's not my money. So I don't try, I try my hardest not to get upset and everything else as best I can with it. Um <laughs> You know, it's Chelsea selling to us. If you don't think that they're going to try and get as high as a fee as possible, you know, we, this is a club that is pretty much rotten to the core, mate. Let's, let's be brutally honest. They have been since, well, it's it's 20 years since they've started doing it. Um, they've just bought a club in France, which they're now funneling every player over to. You know, oh, yeah. It's, For exactly the same price. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just sick. it's just sickening, mate. But yeah. um, that's how it is. Corrupted, that's how it is. It, for me, he's you know he's an Arsenal player now. So let's just I'll back it until I haven't got you know Jorginho proved me wrong, mate. So yeah, we'll wait. We will and, wait. And like we said before, unlike Jorginho, unlike Czech, unlike William, unlike Luis, this is oh yeah, this, the this really player in his prime. 
yeah. whether there's been yeah. an indifferent feeling on him in you mm-hmm. know they they absolutely wanted this play it was huge when him and Werner mm-hmm. signed it was massive Germany were like wow this is you know this is huge for Chelsea massive habits was the next big thing in Germany sure he's had a couple of uh, seasons where he struggled alongside his team struggling but everyone, all the good players at Chelsea currently are jumping ship. I mean, he's not. Yeah. They are jumping ship. And I didn't expect it. But the more you think about it, you get quite excited about what Mikel can do with it. And the fact that he was so insistent on this type of signing. And I think it's really impressive to well, be able to do it so quickly. Bayern and Real Madrid were in for him, mate. Yeah, I mean, obviously, staying in London's probably important to him as well. But reading the... Um, athletic article that come out. He's turned down Real Madrid because he's been convinced by this manager about about how he's going to use him, when he's going to use him, and he's convinced by the project. So I'm like, for for you to turn down Real Madrid because you're more convinced of that, it's pretty big, pretty big, you know, statement of intent from not just us but from from the player also. I mean. He could be here two, three years, have an absolute amazing time, and he might end up at Real Madrid later on down the line. Yeah. But at the moment, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe he's not a player that everybody wants and likes, or what have you. But to turn to know that you turn you're beating Real Madrid to a player is pretty, you know, pretty impressive for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bayern there as well, who are no slouches, especially yeah, a go, German yeah. player going to Bayern. It's 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 a big thing, you know. It's a big thing, you know. It's the biggest club in Germany. They know they're going to win things. It's their home country, and you had no interest in it, you know. And that's, you know, fair play to to Havertz. He wants to, you know, prove himself in in this league. And I'm sure we gave him a package. But Mikel Arteta is is wholly convincing. I mean, even when we weren't in the Champions League, he was able to convince some top top players, Zinchenko, Jesus, who who had the opportunity, I'm sure, to go to a lot of different clubs. So the fact we're into the Champions League now is quite scary for what he could, for who he could convince. And moving on to another player that we believe he's convinced, but it's definitely more complicated than just doing that. And the problem is the 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 manager we're going up against is pretty convincing himself. So the price of rice we're calling this section, but the boys on steroids are arriving at the table. That's the problem we've got, or supposedly, allegedly. The bids are somewhere up there in the air. They're, they're, they're traveling by a pigeon or something. But um, So the first question I have on the rice stuff is, that's the state of play currently, as far as we know it, and it might not be correct, but currently the state of play is we've made two bids. Roughly the second bid is around 90 million with add-ons. There's concern from there that we knew, and, and West Ham have asked you know, for a while that you've got to meet sort of 100 million mark. And there's been a lot of talk about us going back in for a third bid, but no actual third bid. As close as last night, Sammy McBell and a few other guys saying it's imminent, our third bid. But what is also believed to be imminent is Man City's initial opening bid to the table. And it looks like a little bit of cat and mouse to see who sort of moves first at this point. Um, Strategy. uh, There's been a lot of um, frustration from, from Arsenal fans about the strategy of the board, Edu, Mikel, wherever you want to argue it, the collective strategy on how we attempt to um, process these big deals. And I just wondered if you think, with some of the big deals that have gone in the past that we clearly didn't get for whatever reason, and now this one, wonder whether you think um, that we could approach these type of deals any differently. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you, 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 can, you can throw down all the money that they want in one go, which is probably what we're going to be doing. But like, most, like any negotiation in any type of life, you start lower, don't you? And then you, you, you improve up. Yeah, everyone does that. It, you know, um, it, it, it's like the Thomas Party signing. We told Atletico Madrid, we'll give you this now, but if not, we're going to trigger that clause on the last day and leave you with nothing to... And they're like, nah, you're Arsenal. You ain't doing... And they're like, no, this is new. Like, we, this is the new Arsenal. This new regime. Yeah, we're going to... We are going to, the last hour before your deadline and everything else, we're going to pay that clause and he's going to come to us. Because we tried to lowball it first and foremost and like, let's do this amicably. But, uh, because they're still wound up with us now. You know, Atletico Madrid, they still hate Arsenal now for it. And I, I think this is the same sort of thing again. We've probably gone to West Ham. Yeah, we've got that money. You know, you know we've got that money. About six months we've been wanting this player and everything else like that. You know, when Ukraine played England, there was a video of Zinchenko, weren't it, after him. He was like, you still are you coming? Are you coming? You know, when he was speaking to him. So the groundwork's been done for a very, very long time. And they probably know that we can pay it up front. And it sort of looks to me, I, I'm still, you know, 60-40 on that he's coming to us. Yeah, you're quite positive, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, because, because from the main city guys that I trust and believe, I mean, Twitter is dwindling on the people that you trust and believe. I mean, Fabrizio's gone from being numero uno to... I just post the same thing six times, but in six different ways. Yeah, he's gone. I'm, he's lost. He's gone completely. Oh, I'm like, you, you've gone from a transfer man to a clout chaser. Like, yeah, he loves it. Loves it's, it. Loves it's, it. It's mental. Um, yeah. Just and, to play devil's advocate a little bit. And not, yeah, go and not on, sorry. Stop you in your tracks. Is the difference, though, like, for example, party was a release clause, right? When we yeah. get to that above 80 million process, it seems like, if you're to believe everything, that we don't want to pay. Install small amount of installments. We want to play, pay, stagger it over a long period of time when it gets above 80, 85 million. And that seems to be kind of one of the issues we had with Mudrick and maybe even Sarcedo and now with Rice. I just wondered, are we going to, are you, is, is, is the argument that if we don't get this and City get them, that we, we're going to have to break that methodology, that strategy in order to get, if the player's that big for you, we're going to have to say, okay, we are going to have to slap down a bigger amount initially. Same fee, but bigger amount initially in order to get the deal done. Because it does seem like if, if City do this, they will probably could blow us out of the water with money. But most likely what will happen is the fees will be right, right around the same amount, but City will be offering a hell of a lot more up front. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, that is the big big talking point because if and again like I said I'm 60-40 if, if we do lose out on the guy it's going to be an absolute pressure cooker mate in terms of the fan base everything else and you are going to need to splash the cat I mean we're splashing the cash on this position you buy rice mate that's a hundred that's the record record signing you know Havertz is close but it's going to be, you know, 30 million plus more than what our record signing is. However, you are, if you don't get Rice, you still have to sign 
a starting number six. And as much as I like Lavia and I feel he's going to develop in the future, he could only be signed as an option. That to put the arguably the most important position on our pitch after the goalkeeper and the renewal of William Saliba <laughs> is this is this number six race right? the engine Possibly of your the team. the hardest in the way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and like we've spoken about earlier, the most dem- it's one of the most demanding positions in Arsenal. There's other teams like City with Rodri. Sometimes you don't even know he's on the pitch, but he's always there. He is there, but he's, yeah, he's that good. He just sort of floats, don't he? But yeah. um, for us, this is pivotal. This is such an important position to fill that you, you are going to have to get somebody of some note and you're going to have to spend. Um, but we've always known that West Ham want in excess of 100 mil up front first and then the add-ons because... Again, and I don't blame West Ham for this, but the add-ons that we're offering are way more achievable to a side like Manchester City. You know, they've just won the treble. (laughs) Who's more likely to win a Premier League or a Champions League out of us and Manchester City? Well, it's, it's probably them again, isn't it? So they want as much money as possible. You know, they're looking at buying players still. They're linked with nearly every other player under the sun. It seems as though they're trying to spend the money for Rice already. But like unicorns and the lockless monster, mate, I haven't seen this Man City bid, I'm afraid. It's been talked about, but as far as I know, it doesn't exist. And if it is just a way to get Arsenal to give them what they want, it's, it's, it's a good negotiation tactic. But I always felt that we've got the money there. We're just being smart in terms of we don't want to give you all of it in one go. You know, the most that we can save to potentially use elsewhere. And this is before we've made sales even, Jack. The better, isn't it? It gives you more opportunities to go elsewhere and do. And I mean, people constantly moaning about the instalments thing. Every single club dominantly every transfer is in installment I'm like get it out of your head I mean it's it's like we always say it's always mentioned how much Arsenal are bidding how they're doing it the structure of it because they know that online Arsenal fans react to every single it's good for numbers it's good for numbers if I if I run a media conglomerate mate I'd be posting I'd be posting clickbait stuff for Arsenal fans because I know they'll nibble and they'll react. Yeah, of course. And That's how it is. So, on the one hand, the criticism of the board would be you are, unlike Mudrick, unlike Rafinha, who were both arguably coming in at big money purchases and they weren't going to start, right? Because one was coming in in Saka's place, the other was coming in Martinelli's place and you're looking at it going, this is really good for the squad, but then they're not starting. Whereas this player, we know whether it's the six or the eight, he's going to start. He is going to start. And we also know for, for some time that this has been a huge um, target of, of the club. And it sounds like we've done a really good job of convincing the player. And when you're in a financial predicament like we are, and you're, you're at the top, top table, but you're not financially necessarily quite there, yeah, you, you're almost there, but you're not quite there. You're not at the City levels or the Chelsea levels, and you're competing against those clubs. Um, I guess the best way to go about it is, first and foremost, really trying to convince the player. And it looks like we've done a really good job of that. I'm not sure how long that lasts if a City are in for you because they, they're going to be pretty convincing for Declan Rice as well, despite the fact they probably haven't even spoken to him in the last couple of weeks. 
pretty sure they can they can win him round pretty quickly if our ability to meet the the, the fee isn't there. And that, that that I guess that is my concern is my concern is not so much with us, it's with what West Ham will accept. Because if you're dealing with a big club, I think if you're dealing with a big club, it's easier in a sense that for example, Chelsea, you know, that they weren't looking for a bidding war really with Havertz. They wanted you to meet the fee and then they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll sell him to you. You know, look at Real Madrid with Casemiro. They weren't looking for a bidding war with Casemiro. They were like, oh, God, you offering that much? Yep, we'll take it, you know. Because you know, same with Jesus, right? City could have gone really push Gabriel Jesus' number up to 50 and 60, especially after the Richarlison one happened. And But they didn't. They went, you know what? He really wants to go to you. You've met sort of the minimum asking price that we want. We'll take it. But you're dealing with mid-table fodder that aren't going to get this sort of money for two, three, four, five years for another player. They want to bring everyone to the table. And that's what doesn't work out. It's almost easier, I believe, for us to do a really big deal with a really big club as opposed to a really big deal with a small, like Shakhtar Donetsk, right? They were never seeing that money again. They knew they had to create a, a frenzy around the player. And that, my worry is more on West Ham's side and that they're going to see what Man City offer and they're going to be like, well, that's that. that. There we go. Yeah. You can't well, be below I mean, that. The, the, the Mudrick one, as, as we've seen as well, that was politically motivated yeah, as well. There was that as well, you yeah, know, of course. The way, the way the owner was like, I need to get a, a, a player with a Ukrainian flag at Stanford, you know, to have those photos, I was just like, yeah, that's a that's a politically motivated transfer yeah, as well as a foot, yeah. as well as a footballing. I mean, I don't even think Graham Potter knew who Mudrick was. To be fair to you, I think he was told that he's getting. I can't believe he's yeah, he extensive. Had it. Yeah, yeah, he had so, it. yeah. There's that there, and I, and again, it, it, it's it's like um, it's like the timber one with Ajax. Ajax are always, you know, their production line. It's arguably the greatest in the world if you look at the players that they've produced in house and then sold them on. But but they're always they're a selling club. They're always going to sell. So yeah, the negotiation there is going to be so much easier. Like you've said, there it just proves your point. That's going to it's going to be so easier to do a deal with them than the likes of it is that West Ham and because like you said, they're never going to. Well, they probably they might get this money again for somebody down the line, but it's going to take another five, maybe six, ten years before that happens so yeah that's a great great point yeah. um, and yeah yeah that man city can blow us out the water but he for me he 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 feels especially with the euros coming up he's got to be playing every week and i don't think currently unless he's going to be playing at an eight which is what i thought he'd be doing for us <laughs> but that's completely changed now the, the, the script's been flipped He's got to be playing week in, week out. And for Arsenal, he is guaranteed. It's like the minute your signature is on the paper, mate, and that, you know, as long, as long as the ink is wet, you you are basically the hub of Arsenal's midfield. That is you. You are you are that guy. And with Xhaka leaving, who is the vice captain, I'd say he gets He's that. One of the leaders, yeah. He, he probably gets that Very straight much away. part of the group, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Because of experience o- there. Odegaard's the most subbed captain in Europe, let alone our league. Yeah. So as soon as he goes off, straight to you, mate. Yeah. Straight to you. I yeah. mean, even though there's Gabriels and everything else that have been there longer, uh, yeah, it's it's going. The, the armband's going on him. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the incentive. I mean, Gullabog posted something that was quite interesting. He had five reasons that he joined us rather than Man City. And I, I have to say, I am a little pessimistic on this side because I just think, you know, they are they are at the moment the, the club to go to. You know, they are. And if you want to win things, um, the, the the hope for me really on Declan Rice is. I don't think Gullabog mentioned this in his five reasons. Is I hope he has a little bit of that Granite Xhaka mentality in that I have to play every week mentality. Because if he does have that, that might be one of the biggest factors in him coming to us. Right, Granite Xhaka, you knew, didn't we? We always spoke about it. We said, Xhaka is never going to be a squad player for us. As soon as he becomes a squad player for us, he will leave. Because he's he trains every day, he's at plays in every game, he's always fit, touched all of that kind of stuff. And, and Declan Rice, you know, if you watch it, he really mimics a lot of that. And you hope that's the case, that he's not going there just because I'm going to win stuff. I don't care if I play once every three weeks, da-da-da. Which could well be the, the situation when he goes to goes to Man City in fairness. I don't know. I don't know how they would use him. They couldn't use him in Rodri's place, so you presume they use him higher up. Um, and I'm sure, like, but on the pessimistic side, I, I definitely think it wouldn't take a lot for Pep to go. Even if we've done all the groundwork, everything like that, if we're not able to meet the fee, there's only going to be so long that Rice is going to handle it. I think Rice will probably really want to be there first day of pre-season in his new club. Um, and, you know, if we're still haggling around that time, um, then then uh, then there will be only one choice for him to make. It will be stay at West Ham or, or go to Man City because they're offering him something. The hope also is you have a, a relatively good enough relationship with the, with the board of West Ham to be able to do this deal and be like, look, guys, look, you know, we, we, let's meet you halfway here. You're going to get all the money you want. You may not get it as quickly as you want, but, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. West Ham have FFP issues. Um, you know, they, they, they may want to just get as much money um, in, in one go as they can. So that that's concerning for me. I mean, how do you see it before we move on to the Thomas Party situation and how that interlinks with Rice? How do you see it playing out now with the belief that both bids are imminent? Our bid is believed to be close to 100 million. For me, it has to hit 100 million at minimum. Otherwise, it's not going to be it's not going to be accepted. So to be close to it is not going to be any good for us, I don't think. And hopefully we've learned that from the first two bids. But how do you see it playing out um, from here on out? Well, until I see that City bid, I'm going to believe that it doesn't exist still. <laughs> so I am. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think we are going to offer the 100 million up front. Like, like I've said, I feel we've always had it. It's just, again, like we did with Party. It's a case of that is last, last resort. Let's see if we can, you know, let's see if we can haggle it this way first. And then if not, we'll do it. And yeah, I feel we're going to chuck the 100 million down and then give them their 12 million add-ons, which they probably know that they're not going to get, but they want that 100 million up front first, which is what's always been said. And everyone has gone, we'll just chuck the money down straight away. I'm like, yeah, but that's not how, you know, this is, this is, this is the game. It's the art of the negotiate, you know, it's the art of the deal. This is, this is how it is. Yeah. So. So it's, yeah. It's our next bid to be the last one. Oh yeah. See, the oh, problem yeah. with that, James, is the second bid really didn't shift us much from the first. It was 75 no. and 15. <laughs> no. So this yeah. one, and we don't typically, we typically don't move. So this is going to, again, it's going to have to be unprecedented in terms of what we typically do. We're going to have to bump it 10 million on the initial yeah. amount and, and the add-ons are going to need to, at the very least, push it to 100 to bring them to the table. Um, yeah. 
And then whether City, the, the thing with City is um, they are, you know, they, they have all the money they want. They are, you know, by whatever means possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're, they're not Chelsea. They, there has been times, Chelsea, you know, they'll just pay whatever is asked eventually. City have been known to, to, to not do that. Cucurella would be an yeah. example of that. Yeah, great example. Other examples that are, are missing off the top of my head, but I know they have been, um, you know, uh, you know, not willing to be mugged off on a price um, completely. Now, I don't know what it's like if they're going up against a team that they think may, may well be their biggest rivals in the season. That may change things a little bit. But um, there's also that in play. They, they may not pay the fee that is expected of them as well. We, we don't know that. I mean, there was some rumour to believe that City were offering exactly the same that we were, but but more more down, you know, um, which, which surprised me if that was true, to be honest. So, it, it, I mean, we have to see you're 60-40. I'm, I'm 40-60-ish, I would say, ish. As soon as I heard about City, I, I wasn't confident at all. I, I'll say 40-60 because nothing's really moved over the last day or two. Surely by um, Monday, this podcast will be out before then, but you, we would have heard some movement. But um, you're 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 better with the numbers than me. What what, what was our what was our second bid number wise? It was 75 total with a 15 add-on, so 90 million total. Sorry, it was um, 75 initial which I believe was to be paid, if you believe rumours, in five instalments, yeah. but City are offering a pay in like two. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do, uh, I think we'll do 100 down now. Which do you think we'll want. go from 75 to 100? Or yeah, do you think we'll go from 75 to 85 plus 15? No, 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 no. We'll do, we'll, 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 we'll give them what they want. We'll give them what in they the want. In the next bid? Yeah. I can't see yeah. that, James. I, I, I think I think I, I was hoping for a for an eighty five, fifteen, ninety, ten kind of deal. That's what I was hoping for in the next. Yeah, year. no, no. I, I think we'll I think we'll give them all of it up front now because well, if this we is do that, the, we'll get. Yeah, I, I don't if, think we will do this, that. This, we this do is that, we'll the, this is the last bid. If 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 they don't accept that, then even I'm going to say walk away. As much as I want the player, I, I'm going to say walk away because then yeah. you are you are getting into silly season. Well, let's and, go to that. Real, real quick, yeah, um, I've it. got a little bit on party, but if we do do that, Thomas Party's been linked away heavily this week. Actually, we did last last week's podcast. We said Party and Jorginho, one of them's going. This and that was before the rumours really came out about Party being linked to the four Saudi clubs that have a lot of money, and and Juve are offering a two year loan with no obligation or something like that. Wants to stay in Europe, according to Charles Watts and other reporters. Wants to stay in Europe. Um, wants to stay with us, apparently. So this may be coming more from our end than, than his. Um, I just wonder with with the party possibility of leaving. I mean, by the way, sh- surely we don't let party leave unless the really big midfielder comes in. And it doesn't have to be Rice, but a Rice or a Sicedo or another out of the blue big one. Um, I, I, if it's just if it's just La- a Lavia coming in, you, you can't lose party. You can't, can you? Um, so I think party's contingency is based on who we sign, and it's hundred percent one, right? Hundred percent. But where would you say, with all of that in mind, and those are just what we know right now? It seems like we might be able to get some money for party. It's been talked about as maybe thirty million or something like that, um, which which I personally think you have to take if it is that amount. Um, despite the fact that I think he's been fantastic for two thirds of the season, if you replace him properly, by the way, don't take the thirty million if you don't replace him properly. Meaning with a big one. But where would you go? Where do we go if we're looking at this transfer pessimistically and it does go south on us? A lot of people are going to be in an uproar and go crazy. 
but our contingency plans in the past have been pretty good. And I presume we've got one for this. I presume we, we should have known, James, that it wasn't going to be a, a straight shoot for Rice. He was one of the biggest players in the Premier League. We probably thought, guys, someone else is going to come in for Rice here. Um, and if we did, we may have thought that we might not be able to get him. So what would be the plan? Or what should be the plan? I mean, there's plenty of players out there. But I I would say if you lose out on Rice, you, you, you have to get Saicedo before Chelsea move on it again. You know, Which they haven't yet, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the first, you know, that's got to be surely the first port of call because, again, you've extensively scouted this guy. You know, this is a guy that if all things went the right way or the way that we wanted, he'd be at Arsenal now. We probably wouldn't be looking at Declan Rice because we've already got Saicedo now. Yeah. It would be, it would, we'd be talking about Lavia as an option because part of your Jack is leaving. You know, or Jorginho's potentially leaving. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be discussing about having to get a starting number six because we'd already have him. And we'd be talking about how brilliant it's going to be <laughs> having an option underneath him. So, yeah, that, that that's... You've got to... You have got to buy someone of note, Jack. I mean, people have said, oh, if we don't get Rice... We're looking at Tyler Adams, and as much as I rate Tyler Adams, he ain't at that level. He might be one day, but we he can't ain't do that the Jorginho scenario again. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. You, you, you have got to get someone of exceptional quality that can play you two games a week, or you gamble on it with Thomas Party, and you use that money elsewhere on who knows what. Who knows? Yeah, but I I think as much and again as much as I've criticised the way fans have reacted and everything else like that, I th- I will not be best pleased if we completely pivot to a way way cheaper option. You know, yeah, getting Lav- that this window, getting Lavia as well as a cheap because I still feel we're probably going to get two in that position because you know El Nenny's only got the year left. Virginio's only got the year left. I don't think they're both going to extend. So he's probably like, I'll get two now. Um, and then again, you sign Lavia this season, that city clause doesn't come into effect until the next one. So you get the jump on that because they, they, they're definitely taking back. They're definitely taking back. If yeah, because they're a season like he did this. Season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And by the so, way, you'd be willing, because um, of all the strategy and the money down and how hard it is for us to do the big deals, I think we're looking at four players this window. But you yeah. say more, but four players of significant yeah. money. The, the argument's been Havertz plus three, uh, mm. two central midfielders and, and the fullback that we're going to get onto uh, fullback slash centre-back. Um, I'd be willing to sacrifice one of those central midfielders if it meant, if, if, if a big deal got so big that you were like, oh, we need this deal, but we're going to have to sacrifice somewhere. We're going to, you know, we're going to have to not do something there or loan someone there, whatever in order to save that 40 million to put it towards, I know it doesn't work like this, but basically to put it towards it in order to get that over the line. I think most fans yeah. would if, if we that. If we need to get Mbappe to cover Martinelli, yeah, I, I do agree with you. Yeah, But then the argument is that the problem with the Saicedo one is I know there's a lot of talk about him basically agreeing in personal terms with, with Chelsea, but we should be looking at that like yeah, but we 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 agreed, we agreed terms with him yeah, in January. Let's exactly. not forget. So, exactly. and we I, should and be I looking at that. Be- like I, Rice. Yeah, I can't believe that um, 
his terms have jumped so much in five months from what he agreed with us previously in Jan. So, and clearly there's, there was a rapport there because you've agreed personal terms with us. So there's got to still be something there. I mean, for me, if we lose out on Rice Jack, we need to basically do what Chelsea did to us with Mudrick to them. Yeah, you know this guy. This guy was posting tw- Instagram stories with us. In he was liking all the pictures that people were putting up of him in the Arsenal shirts and everything else. And then it was just like a tug, and he's gone. Yeah, for me, you know, there's there are people out there, Chelsea fans out there already that have got Saicedo in Chelsea shirts as their bloody little icons on Twitter. Yeah. So I feel you've got to be, you've got to go snatch, you know, you've got to yoink him straight yeah. away. And is and, there an argument that, sorry, sorry, again, to interrupt, is point. there an argument with the strategy wise that we're, we might actually be too, we, we might actually be too prepared, too proactive in the market that we know exactly what we want to do week by week. I think we're almost at that stage. We know exactly what we want to do week by week that teams just wait for us to move and then they, they decide when of they're course. going to come in. Of course. And, and if if you did flip, I think it's a long shot, but if you did flip on the Saicedo stuff, you're almost doing it what in reverse. You're reacting. So what you're waiting, you're watching, and yeah. you're going, yeah, by the way, we're going to hand you this and we've got Champions League football. So who you want to go to? We're going to give you exactly the same deal, Brighton. Exactly the same as they're giving you, but we're going to offer him Champions League football. Who do you want to go to? So I see. You know, and I think we actually have the the opportunity on Chelsea. They have no European football. They don't no. even have Europa League. They have yeah. no European football. So they're going to offer him the bag, but if we can sort of stick there around the wage bill, and they can't yeah. offer him too much because they literally their wage bill is a joke. So um, yeah, they, they can't go too crazy too often, I don't think, anymore, Chelsea. To be honest, the fee could get a little bit crazy, but it's not going to get crazier than Rice. So... So, you know, it it would be interesting. Beyond that, James, because um, like you, I think it has to be someone in the league, but the only two players in the league that can play the six to the level that we want it to be is Saicedo and, and Rice straight away. So then beyond that, then you've got to go to one of the big ones in Europe. You've got to go to the Real Madrid or the Bayerns of this world and take your Camavingas, your Tishamanis, or your Kimmages and guys like that. And uh, I don't know how available they are, but I do presume, I do presume that they probably would cost us less than what these two would. Yeah, I mean, I saw as well potentially that um, Barella's been put in there. Uh, Higher up, is he? He's not a six. No. He's not a six. He's a savage, isn't it? Yeah, he's a good player, but he ain't a six. Sorry. That's that's just just silly talk for me. Um, By Monday... I hope, I hope by Monday, again, it's all speculative. You're going to know what the state of play is by Monday. And if by Monday it's, you know, we're having, we're having priceless moments and not riceless moments, (laughs) um, then don't panic, don't worry. But if it's clear that he's going up to, you know, Oasis World, (laughs) <laughs> then by Tuesday, by well, even Monday afternoon. Thank you very much, West Ham, Tara, and I'd be going to that Tony Bloom. Right, hello again, my old friend. Yeah. I know you want potentially players from them and cash as part of a deal, but they're taking too long. Sadly, we've played our hand. Everyone knows how much we're spending, especially yeah. with what this third bid, in my opinion, is going to be. 
And it's like you want money up front because that's what you – in January, you refused because you wanted that, that, that now. Yeah. Well, we've got that, 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 but how much do you want this time? Yeah. Because that's the first thing I'd do. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I'd be quick with it because, like you said, by the time that they're on – you know, by the time they've got – because we'll have a new, we'll have a new. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Adidas do a Stars and Stripes bloody training thing for your tour. Oh yeah, we did the French tribute one. We'll have, we'll have some kind of, you know, your brother will love it. It'll be some kind of American yes. themed, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> training wear, yeah, state stuff, it? yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. So but it's, it's yeah. Sure, the, 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 I listen to a lot of Arsenal stuff at the moment because transfer stuff fa- fascinates me really. And um, I know you. I know you. I know it does for you as well. And, and the consensus is that you know a lot of a lot of people is like if you don't get rice, it's it's a complete failure. And there's people talking about you. You bottled it. And I don't. I think that's that's really far from the truth, to be honest. But what I do believe is if you it's don't st- get rice and you don't have the correct plan to switch to the big central midfielder, because let's not forget we wanted that Douglas Luiz last summer and we didn't get him I know that wasn't a big purchase but it would have been a, a, an improvement on what we've got in terms of definitely squad uh, squad capabilities in the middle then we wanted Saicedo in January we didn't get him so this is a couple of windows now where we know we need to address the six because not because of Thomas Party's quality because of his ability to maintain that quality and be consistent in the team and we knew once two games a week come along Thomas Party was not going to be the sole central six he just couldn't be um, so this is something that's long Long going. I don't sit here and think if Declos Rice doesn't come this window, it's a failure because you have no idea what the alternative Jack, is. Yet. Jack, if it was August and near the deadline, I would be I would be cacking myself and going, "Oh my god, what the window? It's ruined, isn't it?" It's twenty fourth of June, mate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just we've we've, exactly. we've got we've got time. There's players out there, you know. This if if we don't get Rice. We're looking at, I don't want to jump the gun, but we're looking at a madness. Because you're getting some, you know, we might get someone completely out of the blue where everyone goes, oh my God, you know, I harper back to it. I know I keep going back to the past, but Mesut Ozil, mate, at the, to- at the time. That's you know, jo- well, Jose Mourinho said, if I knew he was available, I would have bid. So God no, it's like Arsenal went right under the radar there, did the groundwork and got yep. you know Big we club could, taking a fee, not creating a war. Exactly. Yeah. We we could pull some something or someone out of the bag here that will really turn people. They, they, it could it could get to people going, Well, do you know what? He's probably better than Rice is. Anyway. Yeah. Oh no. no. <laughs> Rice from first of all, he's you, men- you mention it. There, there is one, and again, it's Ray, and he does play for Real Madrid as well. There is one that gazumps Rice for me. Yeah, um, oh, yeah Camavinga gazumps. I, 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 I mean, I mean, I feel, I feel that at the moment he's better than Saicedo, but Saicedo's ceiling going forward, I feel, is much better than Rice's. So, if we were to lose out on Rice and get Saicedo, I'd be like. Doesn't bother me because he's going. So I see, the way Saicedo's going, he's going that way anyway. He's going straight to the top. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that, that that that's the answer from us. You know, you don't get you don't get rice. You've you've got to have a really good alternative plan. And alternative plans in the past have been have been really good. The difference here is while our alternative plans for a Martinez was a Zinchenko and for a Vlahovic was a Jesus and for a Mudrik was a Trossard and 
all of those were cheaper purchases that really worked out for us. But yeah, this, no, we, I do we not will not see go, it. No, we I'm will not, not go cheap. It. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not seeing not. the cheap. We're no. going to have to it's too important. break the bank for somebody, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, moving on, Durian Timber. We're yelling Timber. So um, I watched a lot on him this week as well. Uh, came out of the blue last week. But I think we knew about it last week, but it wasn't quite as far along. Second bid for that uh, for Timber is imminent. I think our first bid was around 30 million. They want somewhere between sort of 50, 55, but they believe it from the... Ajax sources, I follow a couple of them from last season because of Lissandro Martinez stuff, didn't work out. Um, but they believe that the deal will be done and is going to be done for around 40 to 50 million euros. So I presume we're going to hit around 40, 45 million pounds. Um, what do you think of, of this player? Well, actually, you, first of all, the, 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 when you look at his play, he's played mostly this season at right centre-back. When you watch him play and you think about how he fit into our system, he doesn't strike you as a right centre-back because he plays out the back a lot. He runs through the back a lot. He's great on the ball. Um, he moves a bit more than our centre-backs moves. You know, Arteta likes our centre-backs to get a ball and give it and, and be centre-backs, um, but play from the back. But, and he's definitely got the capability of doing that. But because of his height, stature, starts to get the feeling he'd probably play more in the right-back position, some argument would play in the DM position. What do you think it would mean bringing this player in for... The collective defence. What would it mean for, you know, the Whites and the Tommy Asus and the Tierneys and etc. of this world? Oh, it's it's just the versatility, mate. It's it's the options. You know, you, you sign this guy. Um, you, you've mentioned there potentially of playing in midfield. Well, then you've got three for one. I've said he's a two for one because um, he can play right back and centre back. And like you said, at centre back, this guy, he takes people on. He fancies himself. Offensively, as well as defensively, and I tell you what, watch it, mate. This guy can dribble a bowling ball. Watching the way he comes out and dribble, he's class. He's class. Yeah. It's very rare you get someone from Ajax that's pants, mate. Because, like I said, that academy has been a standard of football for arguably forty, maybe fifty plus years. You know, from Cruyff all the way down, you can name. You can name any of the top players since I started watching football in the nineties, and they've, they've, they've most of them have come through Ajax. <laughs> That's how good they are. The production, like I said, that production line is just rife in producing good footballers. And yeah, this guy for me is class, mate. I, I am. I as much as people are buzzing about the Havertz transfer, I, I'm buzzing for this Timber one, mate. I am really. Really looking forward to how he's going to play for us. Yeah, because of, because of, because of the versatility. Do you think predominantly, if you were to pick sort of one, uh, I mean, when I watch him, I, I feel like he is, like you said, sort of coming in to be more of an inverted right back role. Um, and I don't know if that would mean that when he plays, Inchenko doesn't, because we try to flip it or they, they're able to both play together. In my head, I feel like we would try to flip it. Um, but because because I've not seen too many teams like City or us do it both. Ben White was really trying to be a bit more traditional. He would invert, but he wouldn't come into midfield too much. He'd support Sleeper, but then he'd really try to support Saka, wouldn't he? So I just I just wonder, what, what do you think it means for, for, for White? Some people have said this means because we've gone to the right side that Tierney might stay. What do you think it necessarily means for the likes of Rob Holding? So for me, I I think Rob Holding potentially is probably done. 
you know, if someone was to offer money for him, then he would be gone. Tierney is weird for me still because I thought there'd be bids for him now. I thought people yeah. would be mo- I thought people would be moving for him now. Um, if he is to stay, Jack, I'm not going to moan because I still, I still, I still love Kieran Tierney. Um, however, if you were to say, "Yeah, we're going to flip it," I still feel that from the evidence of the end of last season that he's playing Kivior as a left back option, and so, and it's the same as when you've got Ben White there. You are basically replicating City in the fact that you're playing four centre-backs across your whole back line. Really, because, okay, yes, he 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 has played right-back a lot in the past. He, he's predominantly played centre-back, like you said, this season. He's predominantly been a centre-back. I think he played 50 games this season. And what was it? 43 of them were at centre-back and seven were at right-back for Ajax. Yes. So. Yep, that's what I read, yep. Yeah. Not yeah, a lot so, of right-back, basically, yeah. No. No, so... But we saw that it's, with Lissandro Martinez, and we know he yes. was bringing him in to play, play left back. Exactly. exactly. It's the league, so, isn't it? Dutch league can get away with that. Yeah. And, and also, there, there there was a few times last season with Ben White where he did play two games in a row. And the first game, he was exceptional. And then the second one, you'd go, oh my God, he looks, he looks absolutely battered. You know, I can't remember who... It was West Ham before we played Southampton, wasn't it? I think. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Going back. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember the Liverpool game, I thought he had a bit of a stinker, especially that second half. And then the West Ham game, I thought he was better, especially when we were on the offensive. Um, I, you know, I think it was the first goal, wasn't it? He weren't great on the first West Ham goal. And then the Southampton game as well. I mean, everybody had a stinker that game. But so he, he's probably, again, like you're saying, that we've got players there that. We haven't really got two game a week players there. Mm-hmm. Maybe again, maybe save. You know, if you've got again throwing it out there, if you've got a Barcelona say on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, and then you've got whoever on the Saturday or the Sunday play White in one, yeah, play Timber in the other. Yeah, you're right on White. You know I mean, yeah. it's a two-game a week. You remember United at, at home, he came off at half-time. Yes. And there was a yeah. couple of points in the game where he just stopped running. Mm. He just stopped running. Look, 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 he was physically exhausted. And I know with time that comes, but there was some argument from some people that are talking to people around the club that he, he found it really hard to, to adapt to sort of the physical... He's a really fit diver at White. I mean, he played so many minutes this season, so we're not complaining, but... In terms of the change up from a right centre back to a to a right back, it was physically quite a big. Yeah, I, I mean, um, t- Tim Timber, I think, gets picked for his international team, whereas Rice does. You know, hopefully, Rice still does. You know, that's one of the yeah. things I not Rice, sorry, Ben White. Sorry, <laughs> we're already um, talking like he's there, but yeah, yeah, no, it, ways it, to go. I I hope Ben White still continues to be like I ain't going with these numpty. You know, I ain't going under yeah. that numpty and the other numpties. So. You, you you keep picking Maguire and them likes, mate. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in with me box sets or go to wherever with me wife. You, you crack on. Yeah, and then so. what's your, then White becomes the for me the second choice right centre back. And yes. I know we're buying Timber and he played right centre, yeah. but I I feel like White yeah. becomes the second choice right centre back, mm-hmm. and that's a really solid 
second choice right centre back. You know, I mean, most teams would actually dream on that. Let's not forget he had a very good season at right centre back before. Yeah, and you mentioned the Tierney thing as well. This is another reason why I don't think he's going to stay because for me, if Sinchenko goes down, which is very likely, you know, look at the amount of games he missed when he was a City player, let alone us. Yeah, uh, I think I think he I think he was what statistically I think he'd missed I think he missed a third of the season two seasons in a row, as many as Tierney for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still believe that Arteta, if he's fit, puts Tommy Asu there or Kivio there before he starts Kieran Tierney again. Yeah, absolutely. He was already and, doing that this season. Yeah, to exactly. But unless Kieran Tierney has a pre-season and a half and shows that he can be more reliable and can sort of do the role that... I don't think he's that player. I don't think Giratini wants to play that way. But he's a model pro. You know, he's a guy that will... Yeah, if that's what you want, I'll knuckle that. But the body language, that last game of the season from the Wolves, just indicated that he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's a kicker because I love being here. But... You start yeah. me six times a season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actions speak louder, don't they? Exactly, really? exactly. I agree. Yeah, but he looks terrific, Timber. Um, you never know with Ajax. They've got Sven Mislintat as their technical director. Yeah, I saw, I saw a report. He was saying, oh, don't go there. Bugger off, mate. Don't yeah. you get involved. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lovely photo of him as a kid in the old, uh, the classic, I say the, the blue kit, you know, the one with the, I associate the goals more with the, with the seasons and everything else because I forget mate uh, I mean I've, I've already just said that Declan Rice already plays for us that's how my memory is, mm-hmm. my head is at the moment it's the one where um, we absolutely slapped up West Ham it's when Thierry Henry scored the rifle against David Jack. you know that blue one the 0-2 yeah, yeah that kit yeah. love that it's kit a lovely f- yeah so do I yeah I've still, I've still got mine somewhere yeah mine um, too yeah he's, he's that shirt yeah, Tim, there's a lovely photo of Timber in that shirt when he was a kid. So. Oh, is there? I haven't seen yeah. that. Oh, well, well, well. Well, that's good. Well, you know, Dutch players, notoriously over Mars, you know, Burkamp, sort of that era, you know, they, 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 you know, they remember those times with Arsenal. It was hard, it's hard with Ajax, isn't it? Because the last time we were in for Lissandro Martinez, you, you, you just felt it wasn't going to happen because his ex-coach was now managing Man United and the director at the time there was Van der Sar, ex-United, you know. So this one we're missing out. I don't know. I don't know what it means. It doesn't sound like at the moment we have too much competition yet for Timber, though we know there's Liverpool and United have been in for him very, very recent past. So yeah, I think it's the, it's the demand of the quicker. again, like I hope with Declan Rice, the player is the player power is I want to go there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah and I think that will be the defence if we get him. That will be the defence done personally. I yeah, as much, as much as I say the centre back fetish, I think yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. But because of Ben White's capability, then yeah. and Kirio on the left side, and you've always got the fifth choice as a Tommy Asu mm-hmm. if you need him. Um, you know, because he can roll in anywhere. That's the beauty of yeah. Tommy Asu. I don't think he's a starter. I think in twelve months' time we probably move Tommy Asu on. But at the moment, his versatility across the whole back four means. Even if he is injured quite a lot, you can't move him on. I think. I think we've got. That's what saves him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and again in January he's off anyway. He plays Asia uh, Cup, uh, don't he? So. Yeah. 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 Utilize him as best you can, even yeah. if it's just limited minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, he's, he's still a great option. I I I still love Tommy Asu, mate. Regardless of, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm the same. I'm the same. I do I do like him a lot, and I think he he solves a lot of in-game problems as well, which is which is great. You know, you need Zinchenko yeah. off for thirty minutes. Yeah. You can rely on Tommy Asu to to not. Yeah, leave. but every every team needs that problem solver player. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I yeah. think if he stays fit this season, um, and we decide to sell him in twelve months, something like that, we'll 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 make that some on him because of his versatility. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's annoying that obviously January is when he's going away because that's when you've got like the cups and everything going. And if you had sort of like a crunchy, nasty sort of cup tie, especially Champions League, we talk about how he, the managing over the two legs, yeah. he's an ideal one where it's like, it's narrow, it's very narrow and it's, but shut this down for me for the last 15, 20 minutes, please, Tommy. Yeah. You know that's gonna. He's a player that you want that can do that yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's very reliable defensively. But um, so what do we expect before we go? Um, we spoke about Havertz, Rice, of course, Party, Timber, a little bit on Saicedo. But what do we expect for this week? Havertz should be announced this week. Well, we never know with the announcement, but presume it will be announced at some point this week. What else are you expecting envisaging? happening before we speak next week this is a silly question because it makes us both look <laughs> stupid but i can yes. always cut out yes yeah 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 well you know we're putting ourselves out there mate we are ray we left, are see that's ray, what we're ray, ray left a lovely comment to us and said i won't criticize we, we know ray won't criticize us so thank you ray yes if, yeah, if appreciate, it, appreciate yeah, it top, top yeah that's, that's kind of him um <laughs> I, I wish i wish the west of the world of football social media especially Arsenal social media thought the same as you Ray but uh, I'm here to be flamed you know I've got with a face like mine you need thick skin so it's all good it's all good <laughs> um, I, I, I believe again putting my neck on the line I, I, yeah I think I think the Havertz announcement's probably gonna if the medical per se has been done yesterday slash today whenever yeah. Um, I, I can see that being done Monday. Um, I believe there'll be something more concrete on Timber this week. And we will find out what is going, you know, we will find out if Declan Rice is going to be wearing an Arsenal shirt or if he will be elsewhere. And we will probably then start the process of talking about who this new player that's going to be our new starting number six is going to be, Jack. It might be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can't argue with any of that, really. But I, but I will say as well, just again, neck on the line. After that, I feel Lavia will probably be coming later on as an additional option. But I do not feel after that that there's going to be this Fabio Vieira type player that's some another position. And again, as much as I would love a Moussa Diaby to be a cover for Sack, I don't see I don't see that wide option. Especially after the um, Nelson renewal, yeah, the same. Bit, yeah. I don't think we go big on that position and what have you. So, yeah, I think and, we're uh, done up top. To be honest, yeah, I mean, and, it, and it we might, might be an we might be talking about more. Yeah, we might be talking about more outgoings. Um, yeah. And we should, we might have a bit more of an indication of what's going to happen with Balogun as well, because there's a lot of conflicting of that he wants to watch him in pre-season. You know, he's going to give him pre-season minutes. I'd like that and judge from that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've said. Don't completely throw him away until you've given him a real chance. A real chance. Especially when it's in the US and 
Exactly. You know, he's their he's their main player really now. You know, him and Pulisic, they're the main player now. He's a real big star coming into the. You yeah. know, got a lot of competitions being held in the US in the in the, in the next uh, mm-hmm. few years as well. So it's a really good time for him to yeah. be you know part of the national team. It'll be interesting, won't it? What we do with Eddie and Balogun? I expect one will go, but hopefully mm-hmm. we let them battle it out. We we actually see him a little bit in preseason. That would be very nice to see. I think. Yeah. Um. But I agree with you. I think Havertz will be announced this week. I think Timber. I'm hopeful that we agree a fee this week. And on Rice, I'm going to probably say that I think he'll probably be going elsewhere this week. But if he is, I'd rather it just be known sooner so I can see what the alternative is. What I don't want is what's been the feeling over the last few days is that things are just getting dragged a little bit and nothing's really moving bid-wise, etc., I'd like to see some clarity on it. I'm sure West Ham at some point will want to spend this money. Um, so so it'd be nice to see. So I just want clarity on, on that deal this week. I'd like to be sitting here next week with you and being like, okay, that's what this is what it is and, and let's 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 see where we go from there, you know. But yeah, I think I've, I've just had a quick positions. I've just had a quick scroll cool. and it's just all about Mason Mount bids being turned down. I'm like, nobody cares about Man United. No one cares. No, no one, one cares. cares. Give it me the Arsenal matter. news, David. Literally. Exactly. Exactly. Ornstein's waiting, waiting. Yeah. It. it just, you know, what's just before we go, that's interesting is the feeling you got, which is another thing that sort of brought me down to maybe even the 30% route, was as soon as there was a bid being thought of from City, there was a lot of this feeling from Romano and other people that basically said, we're coming into the closing moments of this transfer. And I was like, you wouldn't have said that if that was just us. You wouldn't have said it. You say, oh, yeah, I'm planning another bid and uh, we'll see what we do with this one, Arsenal. And uh, they'll respond in a week. And I was like, we're saying closing hours now. That felt very mudrick to me. Very, very like, uh, here is the money. Here's your two suitcases. Don't speak to us again. That kind of stuff. Um, it felt very much like that, but I don't know. I don't know really. We, we, we're reading into everything at this point, and we've been burnt too many times before. So, you know, I, I'm judging things based on previous experiences, which is never a good thing. But um, we are on Purely Arsenal FP on Twitter, at Purely Arsenal FP. Look up um, our ads. It's LL Cool James 91, and I am at Ched, uh, Jack Tenguna got my own my, my own twitter handle and uh you can go on youtube purely arsenal the last two podcasts been very well viewed lots of nice comments on twitter and on um on on youtube like this uh podcast subscribe to us if you can um it seems like people are liking the transfer podcast that we do on a weekly basis we'll do it more often when we we do a little bit more you know but if we don't we'll just sort of sum up the the week i think there was a fair amount to talk about this week and I, i'm sure there will be next week because i know Mikel and Edu are trying to get us ready for that big pre-season tour. Um, we've got to get things done early if we're going to catch City, the corrupt munchkins that they are. But James, thank you so much. Thanks to everyone. Oh, thank you for having me. We will be back uh, next week, hopefully, with more positive transfer news up the Arsenal. 